Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome inside Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. It's a two-way Tuesday, a taco Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday anyway. I lose track of days. Welcome to a very blustery and very chilly AAR Ranch today. Mid-20s and cold outside. Man, I know most of you are getting that. That's warm to a lot of you. It's cold for where I sit. Six-hour studios lit up for you. Daniel Defense microphone on fire. All of this is being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Greg in Dallas, Texas, how you doing today, my brother? I'm doing pretty good. It is 25 degrees here, and we are freezing. Yeah, we're going to a 13 tonight overnight, but good luckily times. I'll be slumbering through that. Yeah. I'll miss that nonsense until I wake up in the morning. Yes. I was in the studio at 5.30 this morning. I walked outside and went, ah. Yeah, my chickens ate it. Yeah, I didn't have a coat on. I had flip-flops on, jeans, and a ooh, T-shirt. And I went, no. Ooh, no, that was not a smart move. No. That's okay. No big deal. Wasn't that long of a walk. The ranch isn't that big. Greg, would you be kind enough to tell people where they can watch the show in high definition and listen to the program and all that fun stuff and participate in the chat, please? Uh, sure. If you'd like to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. On the right-hand side of that website, you're going to see the, my, the menu icon. Almost got it out wrongly there. Uh, the menu icon. Click that, and you'll see all the links to watch live, listen live, the podcast link, and the shop link if you'd like to support the show. If you want to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Wham, bam, pow, zam, that'll get you in the studio. So today we're going to go to Virginia, VCDL. You know, I, I have long history in Virginia. And it was gun rights rally week in Virginia, and they're known for putting on some big rallies. And Philip Van Cleef, the president of Virginia Citizens Defense Link joins me today. We're going to talk with him for the hour about not just Virginia, but we'll focus there because there's some weird dynamics in play. Philip Van Cleef, welcome to the show again, my brother. It's always a pleasure to have you. How you doing today? And Happy New hey, Year, Mark. by the way. Yeah, Happy New Year. And it's uh, where we're here than it is where you are. It's, it's going to be 36 today and down <laughs> to 32, I think, so. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take the extra 58. It's not going to last long. It's not that big of a deal, no. but I, I would take it. So, Phil, just for a little bit of backstory, you know my history. I've known you for a long time, many years. We've been doing this together for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I have long history in Virginia. I moved to Virginia when I was 18 years old. I graduated, went to college and graduated uh, from Radford University out in southwestern Virginia in beautiful mountains, Blue Ridge Mountains. Lived in uh, Herndon and Reston for a while. Well, my parents did. I was in college at the time. And then they moved to Richmond, Midlothian area. And I later, a few years later, after I got a job and moved and transferred, I went back to Virginia Beach. 
So I have long history. My sister and her family lives there. I'll be up there for my niece's wedding in May. I, Virginia's, you know, that, that home to me. I, I've, it's never, it never gets out of you, right? And I have lots right. of good friends that still live there. But the politics in Virginia over the years has just been so weird. And it's hard to put a finger on what's going on in the state of Virginia. It was never like that when I was there. It was a, you could count on Virginia to be a gun-friendly state. You could count on it being red. And that's no longer the case. And you guys had another, you know, in the, in the weird off-year elections you have, the Democrats now control both houses. And, of course, Yunkin is the governor. And, well, you know, here come the legislative sessions. Let's start there. What's happening now? You guys got fights on your hands all of a sudden again. Yeah, we do. Um, and all by one vote. I mean, it's it's one vote in the House that the Democrats have a majority and one vote in the Senate. So if we can flip one senator or one delegate that is a Democrat, uh, then we can stop bad bills. It's that tight. Um, but that's assuming the Republicans stand together, which isn't always a guarantee. It's a lot of assumptions. Uh, yeah, a lot of assumptions there. And a, a lot of gun owners are thinking, oh, well, anything bad, you know, Yunkin will veto it. Well, you know, he's untested on guns, although he's not said anything that would make me think that he wouldn't veto gun bills. But, you know, I, I don't want all my eggs in one basket. I would really like to try to kill as many of these as possible in the House or Senate and not even have them go to his desk. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, they put in bills to ban any, um, uh, you know, quote-unquote assault weapon that's made after July 1 of this year or any magazine that will hold more than uh, than 10 rounds, uh, you know, if it's made after July of this year. Um, so, they, you know, they're, oh, they're being very generous, letting us keep our other guns that we had before that for now. But they also want to take away the right of somebody from 18 to 20-year-olds to own a gun. Um, one of them just takes away assault rifles from them, and the other one says they can't have any guns until they're 21. And in either case, if they then turn, finally turn 21, according to the, the bill I told you about at first, they won't be able to buy a new AR and AK. They'll have to go to the used market, kind of like we do for machine guns now. And um, so you got that insanity. Then you have, to add to that, they want to take away, uh, they want to put back a restaurant ban that says that you can't carry concealed in a restaurant, even if you don't drink. There have been zero problems with that. Now we're, we're talking strictly about permit holders. They, they don't commit crimes at all. So that was sort of a mean-spirited bill, as I saw it. What it was is somebody had said that they were, you know, some constituents of the senator said, well, you know, if somebody, if I thought somebody had a gun in the restaurant, I'd be really uncomfortable. So for that, the senator decided that we'll just ban guns. Um, of course, I, I didn't, I'm not going to mention anything in the alert that I sent out, but, uh, you know, I don't, I, you know, we, last time they pulled that stuff was when we first got a shell issue. Well, and we just open carried. That started a big open carry in Virginia because we told members, hey, just uh, uncover, uncover your gun and go on into the restaurant. Now you can, heck, now you can even drink if you want to. Uh, so, yeah. um, but we'll see. We'll see where that's going. But that's the kind of insanity uh, that we're we're dealing with right now. And they're, they're, it's weird because they're they're just going for the gusto. And don't, don't let them ever tell you that, oh, no, we don't want to take your guns. Uh, yeah, yes, they do. They absolutely yeah, they do. Them. 
Well, you know, Virginia was always seen from a right standpoint. You know, you would see video footage, you would see still photos, pics, etc., of gun owners meeting in restaurants, openly carrying, enjoying, you know, food and a beverage. And there's, there was never a problem. Is that still legal in Virginia? Can you open carry at a restaurant or bar still, or has that been removed? No, 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 you can still conceal carry. I mean, these are just laws that have been put in. But, yeah, open carry still continues to remain illegal. illegal. Okay. It's been legal since, you know, since far back as I know in, in restaurants, if you open Okay, so that, so that hadn't been stepped on yet. But, you know, they're going to believe me, they're going to the word of the day will be creative. That's what Gottlieb keeps telling us is, you know, they, they, it's not a shot. They just keep getting more creative by the day and by the hour. And they, and they really, truly do. Let's start with this. Let's go back to pre-Yunkin. Let's go back to Northam. Mm-hmm. And let's, yeah, I know, I, I, I kind of want to set the stage. Let's lay the groundwork. Okay. Because Virginia's gun laws, you know, while there's always Democrats attacking gun laws, Virginia was pretty solid. And ladies and gentlemen, VCDL, for those of you who don't know, is Virginia Citizens Defense League. And it is... And, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's, if not the oldest, it's one of the oldest gun rights organizations, state grassroots organizations in the country. And, ladies and gentlemen, from firsthand experience, VCDL is it has been wildly popular. It is the model. It became the model that places like AZCDL were based off of. Georgia Carey modeled a lot of itself after VCDL. Tried to mimic a lot of what you guys did up there because you were wildly successful in the legislature for so many years staving things off, getting things passed, stopping bad bills, etc., maintaining the status quo during very difficult legislative sessions, if you will. Have I phrased VCDL properly? What, what have I missed before we get... We're going to take a break here in a second, so I'll let you take us to the break. Have I missed anything there? No, no we've been... Yeah, we've been around since 1994, and um, yeah, there are... You know, I got the citizens... Uh, uh, the Connecticut Citizens Defense League, you got Maryland Shell Issue, uh, West Virginia Citizens Defense League, all modeled after after what we did, where we it was a very successful model. We're happy to share it. We any other organization that would like to look or, or somebody wants to create an organization who want to work like ours does, we're happy to share our uh, all of our you know our various uh, documents and stuff, the founding documents and our bylaws and all that so that they can model themselves after us if they wish we're more than happy to do that i would highly recommend if you run a state's rights organization if you haven't spoken to any representatives or phil himself from vcdl that you that you take that upon upon yourself take the initiative and do that phil van cleve president virginia citizens defense league when we come back we'll go back and forth we'll bounce around what's happening we'll get into the weeds with some of the creativity that the Democrats are focusing on in Virginia, how it will impact you, ladies and gentlemen, because these things, it's metastasizing cancer. It doesn't stay in one place. We'll be right back with Phil. Don't go away. Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Yeah, welcome back indeed, guys. AAR Ranch Studios lit up for you, chilly, albeit, but that's okay. Nice and toasty in the studio. Six hour studio to be exact. Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone, X Insurance presenting it all. 
please make sure to go out of your way and support all of our partners. Last night, I can promise you at the ranch, we had cutting-edge firewood going in the fireplace Oh, for hours. Cutting-edge firewood's the best out there, guys. Give them a look. Cuttingedgefirewood.com. It's perfect time of year for it. And then when it gets warmer and you start doing all that outdoor smoking and cooking, they got you covered with all the cooking woods and the pizza stone woods and all that stuff. Cuttingedgefirewood.com. Welcome back in. Let's go back to Phil Van Cleve, president of ECDL. Phil, welcome back, brother. Always a pleasure. So let's go back to, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, it's vcdl.org, vcdl.org if you want to check them out. And as I mentioned, if you're a head of an organization or you're thinking of starting one or you have questions, Phil and anybody there will be more than happy to talk with you. Phil, let's go now. Let me go back farther before we get up into the rally day on the 25th, or excuse me, on the 15th, which was just yesterday. Let's go back to Northam. Now, Virginia always had some you know, pretty solid gun laws, as other states were concerned. What was it Northam was able to move? You now have a one-gun-a-month nonsense. He went after permits, but there was a weird deal made, some dynamics in play that somebody agreed to whatever. You're going to have to refresh my brain on that. But they agreed, and Northam signed the bill that rep- recognized reciprocity with every other state rather than a handful. Take us back in time and tell us what happened while that lunatic was in office. Well, we actually need to back up. That was a previous lunatic, the very last oh, part you we go. talked about. That was McCullough. Uh, oh, yeah. How could you forget that yeah. guy, right? Yeah, well, North had made him look like a, a like school kid uh, <laughs> as far as what he did. But, uh, yeah, McAuliffe, uh, under, under McAuliffe was anti-gun, but um, not quite as crazy about it or as insane as, as Northam. But, but anyhow, McAuliffe, under him, our, our, we also had a Democrat uh, attorney general. And the attorney general just put out a notice, and he decided that he was going to reevaluate um, all of our uh, reciprocity, reciprocal agreements uh, with other states. And he figured that we'd probably end up losing, dropping reciprocity with 25 states uh, because they didn't quite meet Virginia's law as he saw it back in the way it was then. We didn't honor all states at that time. It was all done, you know, with state at a time with reciprocal agreements. And, um, he did that, and man, uh, that woke up gun owners. They were wide awake. Man, they, they, this was before the session started. They were calling and emailing, and they were all furious. In fact, so bad that even the Democrats were trying to find some way out of this because they had elections later that year. It was like, whoa, man, did we stir up a hornet's nest. And so uh, in, in the end, um, Governor McAuliffe, uh, signed a bill that went the other way. It, it honored all permits from every every state, um, and uh, basically he threw um, our attorney general uh, under the bus <laughs> and rolled over him a few times. Well, now, by, let by me stop you for a second. What caused that? Why why the flip flop by McAuliffe? For what political reason did he do that? Just the sheer screaming uh, of attempting to, to destroy reciprocity with 25 states. You know, that would mean we couldn't even carry in states near us that are touching our borders. And it was just sheer political will. This is what happens when governors get together and get off their butts and make phone calls and emails. They did it all at once, and it just changed the dynamic on it. 
Uh, at that point, McAuliffe was looking for an exit way out. He got we, we, he got a small little thing on um, protective orders, and in turn, which we didn't really care about, in turn, he signed the bill that honored everybody's permit, and that was wonderful. So that's so that's politically what speaking, it, it he he was able to skate by claiming to his base that he got something from the gun lobby, yes. right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, look at this. And he played it up really big. I'm sitting there yawning. And then he kind of threw in, oh, yeah, and we also honor permits from all states. This is during a press conference, which I was right. there at. But he was really playing up the little part that he got and and downplaying the, the major part, as we saw it, of, of reciprocity. So that was the call us. Um, and then, then and he was, but he was vetoing a lot of our gun, most of, most of the other gun bills that we got to his desk. And then, then came Northam, and that was really insane. Northam just, uh, you know, under him, and then having a, a Democrat control of everything. They had the trifecta, House, Senate, Governor. There, they were ready. In fact, he was talking before that first session with that trifecta. The governor in the paper was saying he was asked about assault weapons, in quotes, and, um, you know, are you going to ban them? Are you going to confiscate them? And he was saying, well, you know, we're still talking about confiscation. We haven't made up our minds. Right. And boom, that started that started a huge movement. Uh, all the we, uh, before the session started, you had a big movement towards uh, towards Second Amendment uh, sanctuaries in Virginia. And in the end, ninety five percent of Virginia became a Second Amendment sanctuary. It's a huge movement where normally, like in a local government, like let's say a county, where they might on a really busy night get fifty people to show up, they were getting three and four thousand people showing up. Yeah, it was insane. Now let me take let me take this opportunity to to throw accolades your way, okay? Because you had you personally were heavily involved with that. And the rest of us around the country were watching the work that you were doing, and it was outstanding what you were able to do at VCDL. And I know, you know you're a humble guy. You'll say it wasn't just me. You don't, don't, don't sell yourself short there. You did remarkable work there. And was it not for your leadership, I'm not sure that that success of that Second Amendment sanctuary movement would have happened. Because yet again, ladies and gentlemen, you might not know this, but Virginia's Second Amendment sanctuary movement is what sparked that movement across the rest of the country. And it was in large part because of your vision. So hats off to you for doing that. It was remarkable work on your end. And you're right. I think it wound up when it was all said and done, 98% of the state. I mean, there were even some blue counties that became Second Amendment sanctuaries. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it really it spread everywhere. It was just the worst of the worst that didn't, didn't do something on it. Yeah, like Fairfax County. There was no way they were going to ever. Yeah, you wouldn't expect that, but. Virginia Beach, Norfolk, I, I think, went yeah. uh, Second Amendment yeah. Sanctuary, which is something that, you know, if I had to bet money on, I probably would have lost that money on a Vegas bet for sure. Yeah. Because Suffolk, I, I didn't see uh, it. But Suffolk County, that's right. Uh, these counties, ladies and gentlemen, all moved on Second Amendment Sanctuaries. It was remarkable, remarkable work. We'll continue the conversation. We're getting ready to take another break. We'll continue the conversation. We've got Philip for two more segments. We'll talk about Rally Day yesterday. It's Lobby Day yesterday. In Virginia, and if you remember, and we're going to remind you of it, boy, I'll tell you what: some of the biggest lobby days I've ever seen in my life come out of Virginia. Tens and tens and tens of thousands of people showing up to lobby for gun rights. 
Was it the same yesterday? If not, why? Does it signal if it wasn't that there's complacency involved in Virginia? What does it signal to us? And what does it mean for the rest of the country? Armed American Radio's Daily Defense continues. We've got two more segments with Philip Van Cleve, President, Virginia Citizens Defense League. Visit them at vcdl.org back after this break. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Indeed, welcome back. It was a perfect day. Perfect day for some Defender Coffee. Started that at really early this morning, Greg in Dallas, Texas, about 5 a.m. It's just one of those days. Got a lot of sleep, got up early, started went right to work. Grab some Defender Coffee. Support the Second Amendment with every sip. DefenderCoffee.com. Use the promo code AAR, and you're in there just like we are at the ranch. Great coffee. We do the Liberty Roast here, the organic Liberty Roast, and the stuff is dynamite. It's great stuff. DefenderCoffee.com. Use the promo code AAR while we're talking about you know coffee, food stuff, stuff like that. HeavensHarvest.com has your food stuffs covered. Emergency supplies. HeavensHarvest.com. You need to be stacking up on some of this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. It is not hard to do. It is not expensive. Heaven's Harvest has you covered. Use the AAR promo code. Get a break on the price and get yourself a month's worth of food. I'm telling you, you'll sleep better at night. Welcome back to the Six Hour Studios here at AAR Ranch. Daniel Defense, Mike lit up. All of it being brought to you by X Insurance. I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom. Let's go back to Philip Van Cleve, president of Virginia Citizens Defense League. Phil, it's always a pleasure. Welcome back. So let's talk lobby day because, you see, I remember not too long ago, After those gun owners in the beautiful state of Virginia, and it is a beautiful place, woke up. After they woke up, what'd you get? I'm going to say about 60,000 people. The media says it was nowhere near that. That's how you know I'm right. There were tens of thousands of people. I saw the drone footage of it that converged on Richmond, Virginia. The vast majority of them armed. And, you know, well, I mean, tell us, was there any problems that day? There were a lot of armed gun nuts there with guns. You know, the media was petrified. Did anything bad happen that day when tens of thousands of armed citizens showed up? No, in fact, uh, the papers uh, had to begrudgingly uh, run that hmm. the city was actually cleaner in the areas <laughs> where, the, where we were because we picked up everything I loved on it. our way out. <laughs> I love those and, reports. It, and, it's so true. <laughs> it's just make them eat had, their words, you know. <laughs> they had to look for some scapegoat. There had to be Somebody arrested. So it turned out there was some woman, hours after it was over, was walking a few blocks away, had nothing to do with the rally, and she was arrested. You want to know what she was arrested for? Wearing a mask. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Something about wearing a mask at, oh, that, at that gathering. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, they had to, they had to try to show something, right? <laughs> well, do you have, I'm just curious, did you ever get a final, was there some type of, of tally there? Is my 60,000 a little bit too optimistic? It was no, we think, no, we think you're right in there. The, the, the estimates we've had from various people, and I've been looking at these photos, if you go to our website, you'll see, We've got several photos of there taken of the crowd from way a ways back. It's just unbelievable. Uh, yeah. we, you know, anywhere between fifty and eighty thousand, we've heard. So sixty's wow. right in there. Uh, yeah, it was a big rally. You probably had twenty thousand that they were claiming just inside the fence. Uh, well, yeah, now people it, outside flood, flooding the streets. 
Well, that's it. The media never ventured outside that fence area and didn't see the surrounding streets that were packed. And that's what they didn't include. And why would they want to do that? Why would they want to do that? Why would they want to make the gun nuts look good? Right. Especially if it's peaceful and it's even cleaner than it was when they got there. No city street sweepers necessary. Good heavens. But something remarkable happened after that because the Democrats in the legislature moved to ban guns on the Capitol grounds at that point. And didn't they even go as far as extending what they called Capitol grounds so you crazies couldn't do that again? Yeah, they, they basically put in a bill to stop VCDL from, from having rallies and, and, and things of that nature uh, by, by taking away the ability to be armed at these things. Yeah, it was, it was a bill aimed at us. How many people get to say they had a law made because of them as, a, as an organization? Hey. You know the saying, right? If, if you're taking flack, you're flying over the target. So yet again, great work on your part. But that is still in place. You can no longer yes, have is. a rally armed inside that, that whatever they are calling the Capitol grounds. The Capitol, now, whatever Square, that was. Capitol Square. Yeah, but the, the, the streets around it, they blocked off for the, for the rally to this time. And people could be armed there, kind of like they were in 2020. Um, so in some of the streets, they blocked off. You could be armed. So it, uh, but anyhow, yeah, but that big turnout did, did change things that year in 2020. They were, they were preparing a bill that would have, would have completely banned ARs, high, higher capacity magazines, all that stuff. And uh, they couldn't drop that bill fast enough. They got rid of it like the next day. They didn't even do a real vote on it. It was just like, we were pulling this bill, boom, it was gone. Uh, they didn't want to touch that hot potato. And that was, if those crowds hadn't showed up, we would have probably had some kind of an assault weapon ban. Um, yeah, and Virginia in 2020 right went for Biden, right? Uh, yes, yes. And, and that, so, I, I can so, attribute that to the Northern Virginia area, no doubt. Did mm-hmm. enough, and yet was a huge rally. Again, I, I would have lost some money. I, I, w- I was expecting Virginia to go red. I was paying very careful attention to that when the returns were coming in. But we all know 2020 was a mess anyway. But are gun owners still that awake now? Has there been a level of complacency that you've seen sink in in Virginia? Because that is a danger. A lot of gun owners say, "Ah, well, we got this. The Democrats, as you mentioned at the outset, Democrats control the legislature. Not much I can do now. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to brave cold. Let's use this rally and make a comparison. Were there 60,000 people there yesterday? No, there were more like 400 and, uh, yeah, well, part, a little of it, I'll give a, a little bit of an excuse to some parts of the state. We did get hit with snow, especially out in the mountains in northern Virginia. So, uh, like, our, we had a bus was coming in from those locations, but the, bus came, the buses were late uh, because of snow. So the weather wasn't the best. It didn't cooperate. But uh, on the other hand, you're right about complacency. We're seeing this across the country. It's um, scary. Kind of look, in a way, I, I understand it. Gun owners really want to just be left alone. Leave us the hell alone, and, you know, and then we'll, we'll happily go our way. We don't harm anybody. We don't commit crime. Just leave us alone. But, no, the other side doesn't let us alone, and sometimes gun owners just can't accept that, that they have to get off the rear ends and go down and fight with the General Assembly to protect their yeah. rights every year. It's a shame that we have to protect rights. Why is one party trying to take them away and another party, only one party, protecting them? They should both be standing together on civil rights. But, unfortunately, the Democrat Party has a really bad history on civil rights. 
as we know, and, and they're, they're, they're now there again. All the moderates have been weeded out. We, what few moderates we had left of the Democrat Party, a lot of them were gone uh, by being primaried. Uh, you know, they run somebody against them to, to try to get them out of there because they're not an extreme far left anti-gun. Right. Uh, and, and that in turn scares the ones that were moderates into not being quite so moderate. You know, I, I've always attributed that, that, that I, I attribute that complacency, not just in Virginia. It's 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 interesting because it, you can see it everywhere. And, and anyway, I theorize that that complacency comes from the fact that we do have a Bill of Rights, that the Second Amendment is codified in the Bill of Rights. And a lot of gun owners get their guns. They go out. They do what they're supposed to do. And then they go home. And even though this bad bill passed or whatever, and the governor signed it, they can still go to Bob's gun shop or Bill's gun and pawn and still buy whatever they want in their mind. And yeah, now it's they can only do it once a month legally in Virginia. But, you know, I've got my guns, right? Even new gun owners, Democrats, who had to go through all the hoops and might have thought to myself, I didn't realize it was this tough. But guess what? I got my gun. And now that I have my gun, I'm going to continue to support gun control. And that's where that complacency comes from, I think. And then it's you can really get into it. It's a selfishness, isn't it? I mean, in the it sense is. of, well, I've got mine, so, well, screw everybody right. else. You know, no, we, you know we, need to, we need to be along the lines of the NATO doctrine, where an attack on any gun owner's rights, whether it's a hunter, whether it's a target shooter, whether it's a concealed like carry permit holder, is an attack on all of our rights. If we all would get together and say, no, the hunters would stand up and say, no, you can't touch the right of, of people with permits to carry guns in restaurants. If they would get together with those, you know, it's not just your ox getting gored. Believe me, they're coming for your ox, whatever your ox is. If you're a hunter and you think, well, they aren't coming for me, you mean they're not going to come for that that sniper rifle they use to kill deer out to 600 yards? They're not coming (laughs) for that? They're not coming for that thing you call a shotgun that sends hundreds of BBs out that kills white white pattern of death? (laughs) Well, you know, the old, I forget who said it, but... What are you going to do with that? If you shoot it with that, you could cook it. It cooks it. You don't even need to cook it. It cooks it from the inside out. Unbelievable. We've got one more segment left with Phil. We'll go into 2024 and get some predictions. Don't go away. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Ah, back to the show indeed. Final segment of the first hour of the program today from AAR Ranch, Chili AAR Ranch here in Georgia. Six-hour studios fired up. Mark Walters in front of the Daniel Defense mic filling your prescription for freedom today and every day. X-Insurance presenting it all. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget your goat guns, okay? I'm gonna, I found out, Greg, that they're going to be at SHOT. I can't wait to meet them next week. That's oh, nice. going to be, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see if I can come home with a package. There I might you go. need another suitcase, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, can, can, are those display models only, or can I take some of those home? Yeah. Here's 100 bucks. What do I get? Yeah. Goatguns.com. I'll put them together on the flight. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, going to be fun. Also, another public service announcement. If you're going to be out in the Phoenix area, February 17th, make sure to hit the State House. That's Saturday on the 17th. Hit the State House in Phoenix. I'll be speaking there along with many others on Saturday afternoon, including AWR Hawkins. So if you want to come out and meet us, 
It's a great opportunity to do so. February 17th, we'll be speaking in Phoenix, Arizona. If you can do that, make it out there. Go out of your way. Visit all of our partners. Mike Lindell, canceled over at Fox News. Help him out. Pick up these slippers that I have on my feet here on a, on a chilly day. MyPillow.com slash Armed American Radio. The man has been supporting our gun rights for 10 years via this show. Support the man. Pick something up over there from a pet bed to sheets, whatever it is, and support him and say thank you. Trust me, they need the help over there. It's a bad situation, what's happening to them, simply because they hate him. And, well, you know what? Hate him back and buy something from him. That's how you do it. Phil Van Cleve, final segment with you, brother. It's always a pleasure to have you here. As I mentioned, I, it's, it's good to be Now, will you be in Vegas by any chance? No, no. I'm, we got our General Assembly session running. I'm, I'm locked in here. Um, yeah, well, sure it's good. We <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good thing. You need to stay out there and get that work done. Let's talk some predictions now for 2024, both for the state of Virginia that you're in and nationwide. Let's start with this. Let, let's start with Virginia. Then, then I'll, I'll go to the question I have for you nationwide. What do you foresee happening with the slate of bills that the Democrats have up now? How do you expect the Republicans to react? Because you you are more plugged in to the, to the state legislature than anybody I know, save for maybe one other person. That would be Jim Irvine, and he's no longer doing it. But you've been plugged in. You know how the system works there. You know how to lobby professionally. You know how to get things done. Do you think you can sway some Democrats to stop some of these bills? Is that going to be politically expedient for them in an election year? Because let's not forget, there's that. Yes. Um, well, it, it depends. And I, I can tell you some of the, compl- by the way, going back to complacency, some of it is, there again, everybody's counting on the, the governor to veto bills. Again, BCDL doesn't want to count on that. We're hoping no. that would be the case. But uh, we have to sway, sway one Democrat in either the House or the Senate to stop a bill. Um, and because, uh, you know, you can stop it in one body. You stopped it. You know, you're good. So you only need to sway one vote. And that may be tough. Uh, we're certainly going to give it the best shot we can. Um, but I, I predict that, uh, you know, those that we can't get through will be vetoed. Now, there's one bill we're supporting to put in by one of the worst Democrat anti-gunners. But it's actually one that he put in that we could actually support. It gave a tax break. <laughs> Voluntary tax break if you bought a gun safety device. You didn't have to use it. You didn't. Have, you weren't forced to get it. If you wanted one, they were. It was a carrot. We'll, we'll give you a tax break. Right. We'll let you write it off on your taxes. So we supported that. You know, I, I wish more Democrats would would put in bills like that that we could that we could support those and maybe they could begin thinking differently about guns. But yeah. uh, <laughs> that's a stretch. Yeah. But I agree with you. We we've got a similar bill. Here in the state of Georgia, Georgia Carry, or now GA2A2A.org, just put out a an alert on that yesterday. We have a similar bill that we are supporting as well, but it was put in by a Republican. There you go. So I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, the, the, what what's shifting is, you know, we're doing a lot more in the courts. Now, the courts are not, uh, uh, you know... Uh, you know, it's a catch-all. Um, you know, courts can go either way. You can lose in court just as well as win. But we're doing a lot of stuff in courts. We took the city of Winchester to court and won, and got rid of a, a, gun, a gun park. Uh, sorry, a park ban for guns carrying in parks was became illegal with a gun. We got that taken away. You know, now you can carry again in parks in the city of Winchester. You can carry at permitted events in Winchester. And we just announced, and we're just now suing over the same thing, the city of Roanoke, 
and we're also going back to Winchester to sue them for their gun ban in their in, in uh, their state-owned par- or the city-owned parking lots. We also have some other suits going on dealing with one handgun a month and dealing with universal background checks. We have a partial win on universal background checks. If you're 18 to 20-year-old buying a pistol or handgun, you're exempt from universal background checks because there's no way you could get that gun if you had to go to a dealer because a dealer can't sell you that gun, handgun, uh, if, if you're under 21. So we got the, 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 the courts agreed that that's a that's a problem. You know that's unconstitutional. So we're, we're doing some stuff in court as well. Um, what amazes me is these states that are spitting at the Supreme Court, like New York. Oh, you know, the, incredible. The Supreme Court says don't do this, so they come back and do it twice as bad. It's like what? You know, how are you ever going to win at that? Because the court's going to keep striking this stuff down. But I see a lot more going on in the courts. But uh, I just hope our, uh, the fellow gun owners out there wake up and understand we need to stand together. As well. You know, the, the saying that they had, you know, we need to hang together or we'll certainly hang separately. Yeah. And uh, that, that. Well, really you, you know, you asked the million dollar question there with the post Bruin temper tantrum and not just a, applicable, you know, in, in localities in local uh, municipalities in Virginia. Real quick question. What de- what party? Ah, see, I gave it away. Freudian slip. What political party? controls the city of Winchester and Roanoke? Uh, it's uh, Democrat. Oh, I, I was just curious. I wasn't sure if I was right on that you assumption or not. I, just, that, I had to ask. Right. So let's go nationwide. Post-Bruin temper tantrum. You mentioned New York. We've only got about a minute. The courts, well, you nailed it. I mean, that's where we're going to win these battles in courts, and they know that. That's why they're moving to the local level and away from it federal. Do you believe that Biden administration during an election year will pivot away from gun control as they historically do as they get closer to an election? And do you foresee victories for us in the Supreme Court after these uh, brewing temper tantrums real quick? I think, yeah, I think the Supreme Court is going to continue to side with gun owners and the majority of this stuff, as well as uh, more and more courts are doing it. We're winning. We're very nicely in courts across the country. Uh, but I don't know. If, uh, I, I, I sort of think that the Biden administration is so uh, focused on guns right now. They're going to plow forward, even if it's the equivalent of, of running yeah. off, jumping off a bridge. Yeah, they're, they're not going to be able to back up. That seems to be the general consensus right now. And it is it is kind of fascinating to watch from my perspective because we watch it so closely here over the years. Normally, they tend to they tend to pivot away. They run their mouths. Then as they get closer and closer to an election. But this election, it looks like they're going to stay on track. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. We're still several months out. But nonetheless, they're showing no signs of moving away from that push. Hey, Phil, tell people again where they can get involved with Virginia Citizens Defense League, please. And let me thank you in advance for being here. Okay, thank you. VCDL.org. Just VCDL.org. Perfect. Thank you. Philip Van Cleef, President, Virginia Citizens Defense League. Looks like I might not be able to see you again personally until the Gun Rights Policy Conference, which is in the belly of the beast in San Diego in September. But it'll be here before you can shake a stick. We know that. Philip Van Cleve, amazing work in the state of Virginia, brother. I hope everybody continues to follow the model that you have laid out. Awesome work. Great job. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for being here, Phil. We'll talk soon. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back in the second hour, we're going to Google gun control. And we're going to see what we can come up with. And I'm sure Greg has a few ideas, too. You never know. I haven't looked at it yet. So we're going to do it live on the radio, as we often do on Tuesdays here on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. We'll be back six minutes after the hour on the flip side for round two. 
just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 